I hate contracts. I hate legal documents. Hi, my name is Devin. Today I own several multi-million dollar companies. We started with $5,000 in a credit card. I don't know the easy way. I only know the hard way. Hey everyone, welcome to the Whiteboard Entrepreneur Podcast, where I give straightforward advice for the entrepreneur in all of us. I am Devin Dickinson, and today I want to talk about contracts and legal documents. And I know like right now you probably want to hit... Fast forward, go on to the next podcast because I hate contracts, I hate legal documents, and that's why you need to listen to this particular podcast. I'm going to break it down for you and give you some real simple advice. The first thing is, is do not be intimidated, right? And and I know that they can be intimidating, and I'm going to tell you a funny story about how intimidating they can be. I uh, At one point, I had uh, like 350 pages of legal documents. It was about eight different different, um, you know, agreements. You add them all up. It was like 350 pages and it took me over three months to work through it. And people say, well, Devin, do you actually read the legal documents? And I get this question all the time, or should I actually read the legal documents? The answer is yes, you should. Um, and, and you, and you really need to, um, because you can get burned. But let me tell you this particular legal document, I, I was like, I'm really feeling good about myself. I feel like I'm starting to figure it all out. And I got stuck. I could not get through this one page. And I was like, all right, I'm a smart guy. I can figure this out. So I went and got a cup of coffee, came back, you know, rolled up the sleeves, got out my favorite pen. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Uh, if I have to, I'll diagram the sentence just like in grade school, right? So I sat there and I started reading through and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. and I realized that I had gone nine lines long font eight with one period and you say oh geez Devin wasn't that what contracts are supposed to be no absolutely not I called up that attorney furious I laid into that attorney I told him you are going to waste all of our time you're going to waste my time the people who are paying your time your time because I am never going to sign this document if you can't figure out how to write a sentence that people can understand then you're not an attorney and I'm going to tell them to fire you and get somebody else because I'm never going to do this deal and I laid into him. And I would encourage you to, right? There's no reason why contracts cannot be written in plain English. And in 2021, that's the way contracts are going. And if they're not written in plain English, you need to demand that they are written in plain English. And so that's my very first piece of advice is don't sign something you don't understand and make the people put the agreement in plain English. There's your first nugget of advice, right? The second nugget of advice is don't be intimidated by these things, right? There's going to be some words in there that you don't understand because honestly, attorneys create these words so that they have a job and no offense to attorneys, but you know, frankly, that's kind of how it is, right? But if you take the time to Google what uh, severability means, if you take the time to Google jurisdictions, you know, if you take the time just to Google a couple of these words and find out what they mean, you're going to be like, oh, I actually now understand this entire paragraph. I don't understand this entire section. And you're going to find out that the probably about seven or eight sections are the same in every contract. They're just legalese that are going to be gibberish. And every single one is all the same thing every time. And then you kind of have the meat of the contract. So, you know, the second piece of advice is don't be intimidated. Look up those words you don't understand because 
because they're going to be used over and over again. Once you do figure them out, you, you pretty much got it. Now we're going to go to that third piece, right? This is the contract. This is actually for you creating contracts. And I'm going to tell you, don't be intimidated by them, but actually embrace them and probably use them more than you actually normally do. And the reason why this is so important is we're going to talk about in business, how you have two parties that basically come together and form a marriage. And that's what the contract is designed to do is to form the marriage. And so as we're creating this contract, the first, or uh, I guess the third point here, the fourth point, whatever I'm on here, is that you have to make that marriage a win-win. Imagine going into a marriage relationship where only one person's winning and being taken advantage of. What a terrible relationship that would be. That would never work out, right? And so why would we ever try to create a contract or a business agreement where it's not a win-win for both parties? So it's very important that when you put together these contracts, that it's not just a win for you, that it's a win for the other party as well, because essentially you're bringing two people, two parties, two companies, whatever that is, together in a marriage, right? So let's think about this in the relationship or the context of a a business partnership. You have to put together this contract in a win-win to create the marriage. Now, this is where I'm going to kind of blow your mind at because I'm going to tell you the same time that you're creating the contract or the marriage, you also need to pre-negotiate and write out basically the separation or the divorce. And I encourage you to do this at the exact same time because it makes everything's so much easier because the contract is going to, if done right, is going to clearly say, Hey, this is what both parties are getting out of this, but the separate, and this is what both parties are putting in and what their responsibilities are. But the separation is going to agreement is going to be what happens if one of the parties or both parties or whatever decide that it's not working out or that they're, that they're not holding up their end of the agreement or their end of the contract, right? Well, it's so much easier to have this pre-negotiation right? So there's no questions around it because that one party can go to the other party and say, Hey, this isn't working out because you're not doing what's in the agreement. And so therefore we have to go to the separation agreement. And so the leverage and everything is already built in. It's kind of like almost back in the arms race, right? When, when there was this whole thing like Russia and and, uh, the U S both had nuclear bombs. So like no one could do anything. So they had to work together. That's kind of what what happens here, right? Like if everything's kind of the marriage is pre-negotiated fairly, and the, the separation agreement or the, the, the divorce is renegotiated fairly, both parties can interact and work together and, and, and they have, both parties have leverage and both parties uh, know what their obligations are and it's very, very healthy and it's a great way to do it. And things change, right? Because I'm not even saying, you know, I've been part of these before and, and, and people, we in the end, you know, when we do have to go to that separation agreement, we all leave friends, right? Because we know, hey, I can't, do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And so therefore let's do this separation agreement. We walk away in a very fair agreement for everybody involved. And it just is such a healthier, better way to work. And listen, this isn't true just in partnership agreements, but I would say contracts in general. If you think about software contracts, like these ones probably just even as I said it, many of you probably have heartburn as I said this because you have been burned on software agreements. The reason I have an example here is because it's happened to me, right? And what happens is you'll go and sign. They'll say, hey, I really like your software. I love that webinar that you did for me. I think our company could use this software. It's going to be great. And you go and you sign, you know, they send you over a contract. 
They send you over the one portion of the contract and you sign a three-year deal for $30,000, you know, and now all of a sudden you're on the hook for $90,000 over three years. You get the software and all of a sudden you realize, hmm, well, I guess the uh, salesperson didn't quite represent this correctly. Well, I guess this looks like a beta feature. Well, this works sometimes. Well, this this feature's only half-baked, right? And then, and then you go and you go to them and say, hey, I need this fixed. So this isn't working for me. And no one's responding to customer service and they're not updating it and it's all glitchy. And all of a sudden you're like, I want out of my contract, blah, blah, blah. And you start pounding your fist, pounding your fist. Try to get out of that contract. I have you can't. It's so tough, right? Because all that you did is sign the contract of what you're on the hook for. You never signed the agreement on what they're on the hook for. And what this is, is kind of this baked in separation agreement or agreement of what the other company is obligated to do. If not, if they don't, if they don't fulfill these requirements, then you can get out. And that agreement is the SLA service level agreement, right? And so you want to make sure that you're not just signing a contract of what you're going to do, but you're going to sign a contract of how the, the, the other company is going to do, what the features are, what the performance is going to be, how you're going to get customer service, how they're going to fix glitches, you know, what happens if they do don't because if you don't have that try getting out of this you can't trust me I, I've had to pay for software that doesn't work because I didn't take the time to properly negotiate the SLA and or how I'm going to get out of this agreement if it doesn't pan out so when you think about this you go oh wow I'm starting to understand this now think about this even in hiring right when you put together a contract to hire somebody like hey here's what you're gonna do here's what we're gonna do for you here's how you know two-year contract this is what we're gonna pay you this is how many paid day, days off you get this is your benefits blah 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 all of these cool things well let, hey would it also make sense at the same time to have them understand hey here's what I'm gonna be doing here's what my job is here's how I'm gonna be measured here's how I'm, here's what my performance expectations are going to be. Here's who I report to. Here's, you know, what, what I can expect. Here's what I'm going to be needed to do every single week. And by the way, if something, and again, remember it has to be fair for both parties. Otherwise it's not going to work. But if for some reason it doesn't work out, here's how we're going to separate. And even as I'm saying this, I'm sure that you're thinking about people like, man, I wish I had that for, you know, Betty. I wish I had that for Bob, you know, because man, now we're not even friends because that separation agreement was so bad. It just, you know, became so nasty and hairy at the end. Whereas if we go into it at the beginning, we all understand all parties together from the very beginning, the right way to do it in a win-win situation, win-win for the marriage, win-win for the separation. It makes things so much easier. So listen, guys, that's just kind of my overview on contracts and legal documents. Do not be intimidated by them. Embrace them. They can be great tools. They can help you run your business. And really, at the end of the day, like I said, they can actually help you save relationships. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Whiteboard Entrepreneur Podcast, where I give straightforward advice for the entrepreneur all of us. I'm Deb Dickinson.